Welcome to Guidepost to the Crossroads. I am William Ramada. This podcast is to help you remember that you have a purpose in life. This is to motivate, inspire, and guide you to a happy, fulfilled life. The world can be a noisy place and we tend to lose focus on the purpose of our individual journeys. I use my various experiences, education, and other modalities to help you cancel out the noise and focus on your needs and desires in your journey. This podcast has been brought to you by Culture Vegan Shop in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Culture, where the only thing that is missing is you. Welcome back to Guidepost to the Crossroads. I am your host, William Ramada. And we talked about all this fear for the last few weeks, so let's just like sit back, chill out, and talk a little bit about some stress management. You know, you just have to learn to take it easy. Don't we all? We've all been through it. We all just sometimes get too much into our heads and we don't know how to take it easy. So let's just take a look at a little, a few things. You know, Elizabeth Gilbert once said, you must learn in life to take things more lightly, my dear. So yes, my friends, let's learn to do just that. You know, so I decided just to make this episode all about you know, stress management. Uh, the last couple of weeks have been pretty tough on myself. And um, I am tough on myself. So I have all these expectations for me. And what do I think a uh, family is and to do for the family and to do for myself and so on and so on. And and for work, of course. And I sometimes I get so wrapped up in my head that I almost forget to take it easy. I'm glad that my Apple Watch gives me a reminder every day to just sit back and chill and to breathe and to think about things. So this is my reminder to you. You know, because life is meant to be enjoyed. You know, so so now let's dig in to find our inner balance. Because there are so many incredible things that are around us. But they often get overlooked because we do. We get, we get so stuck into our heads. So stress management techniques improve our mental well-being. They make us feel relaxed and happy from the inside. You know, they should be a consistent practice in our lives. Just like in the morning when we brush our teeth or when you wash your hair or just whatever habits that you have. You know, unmanaged stress can have an immense negative impact on your health and on your energy levels. And I have felt that the last few days. Excuse me. But if you don't sit down and press that pause button once in a while, You're just going to burn yourself out. You need to take some time for yourselves. 
taking a step back and learning how to lower your stress levels are going to help you create a happy inner life that will reflect in your external world. <clears throat> so in this, in this episode, I'm sharing some top five practices that I've used over the years which helped me maintain my inner balance and mental well-being in times of stress. So these practices are mindfulness, daily intentions, breathing exercises, spending time outside in nature, and a gratitude practice, which, frankly, I don't do enough of that one. So let's talk a little bit about mindfulness first. There's a quote that I saw, and I don't know who wrote it. It says, in a world full of doing, 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 it's important to take a moment to just breathe, to just be. And that is so important because mindfulness is one of the most popular types of meditation that teaches us how to be still to enjoy ourselves in this present moment. It is a mental state that we achieve when we focus on being in the moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting our thoughts, our feelings, and bodily sensations. Well, I know you feel those bodily sensations when you're stressed, how you get tight and you can feel it. It's just like, oh man, I hate this. Well, when you're practicing mindfulness that goes away, you can relax and you won't feel that tightness and the anger or anxiety or whatever you're feeling at the time. Because when practicing mindfulness, you allow these emotions and these feelings to come up without placing like any judgment on them. You just take like a, a focus object, mindfulness pulls you, from those deep inner thoughts and places you in the now, the right, right in this present. When you're trapped in the, the cells of your mental prison, it may seem like there is no way out. Mindfulness releases all the negative thoughts you have so you become able to enjoy what's in front of you. It teaches you just to be, just be. We are human beings, not human doings. (laughs) I've heard that like, I don't know how many times, and sometimes it just doesn't sink in. So you could take up some simple activities like walking through the woods or even your backyard with your feet bare, gardening. Um, You could do it while you're washing dishes or maybe you play an instrument. You know, in these different activities of life, you can have an act of mindfulness. So as you're doing your activities, your mind should be just focused on completing them, leaving no room for other worries. Just focus on what you're doing. So I'm going to share a couple simple exercises you can use to practice. Here's a focus exercise. Start by choosing an object that you have handy, maybe a pen and pencil or a piece of clothing you wear. 
maybe something you're eating or anything else from your room, wherever you're sitting right now, you'll need to place your entire focus on that object and observe it. How does it look like? How does the how does it feel? What's the texture like? Does it have a smell? What is the smell like? Examine it with your entire being and allow yourself to be absorbed by every little detail. By doing this, your mind won't be able to drift off any longer. Use your five senses. This activity helps you travel through each of your senses. It starts by identifying five things you can see. You don't have to do anything at all with these objects. You don't have to pick them up. You don't have to touch them or walk to them. Just simply pick them out with your vision. Look around your room, pick them out. After that, pick four things that you can touch. Again, you don't actually have to stand up to go touch these things, just anything that's around you. You don't have to hold it, just touch it. Just envision them and what they might feel like. Think about a soft couch across the room. Think about a cat. Think about the sink in the kitchen or how it feels to wash your hands. Pick out these four objects and just fully let your mind envision what it is like to touch them. I think I just said touch them earlier, but don't touch them. Just envision that. Just think about it. Third, pick out three things that you hear. It could be somebody talking in your other room, a TV. It could be simple as maybe your heater's on right now. Then pick out two things that you could smell. You don't have to have to smell them right now. Just think about it. You know, just two things. Can you picture what they smell like? Maybe it's your favorite food. Maybe some pancakes, syrup. You know, just just pick them. Maybe you could look out the door and see trees. And can you imagine what the tree smells like? Then finally, pick one thing you could taste. Think about what it feels like to eat it and how you might consume it. So just think, by traveling through these five senses, you're like reconnecting with your body, right? This technique will help you reduce your stress and alleviate that built-up tension. You can incorporate the five senses, the five-sense activity in your life, in your everyday life. If you're at work, at home, it doesn't matter. I like cooking, so that's that's a wonderful activity for mindfulness. Because, you know, like when you're cooking, you could touch everything that you're working with. You have to figure out 
all the pots, the pans, the spoons, whatever, whatever utensils you're using that are, that are required to cook that meal. So next you start chopping and cooking, meaning you're going to be able to smell the food. You're going to be touching it. You have to engage your hearing. Uh, you're listening for that sizzling sound in the frying pan if you're searing something. The whole time your mind is focused on the food you're cooking. And when it's all done, you get the favorite part. You get to taste it, right? Oh, yeah, that's the good part. <clears throat> but, of course, not every activity will be as sensory as, as cooking. But other practices that help focus your mind this way are great for alleviating that anxiety. Maybe you're a painter. You can draw. When you're painting, you look at the canvas. You can touch the brushes. You smell the paint. But hopefully you're not tasting it, right? So you don't get all the senses. When you're gardening, you're touching the dirt. You're smelling your flowers or the plants. You can hear the bees or what other animals are around. You can see the bugs. But the point to this is to keep you mentally absorbed to prevent your mind from traveling into those deep, dark places that we don't like to go to, right? You know, we have a tendency to go there, but, you know, we just don't want to do it. And one of the practices I like is the body scan. You know, this is a wonderful activity that involves paying attention to the different parts of your body in a gradual sequence from your head to your toes. To make the most of this, find a place that you can lay down and begin to relax. You stretch out your body, you know, every which way you can and don't bend it don't strain any muscles <clears throat> and you want to make sure this is a quiet place too so you don't have anybody disturbing you <clears throat> gosh breathe in through your nose out through your mouth and during the body scan travel down each part of your body you focus on your head, your ears, your eyes, your nose, your tongue, everything. And with every breath that you take in and out, you focus on a different part of your body. Travel down to your shoulders, just let them relax, in your chest, your arms, your back, all the way down, your fingers and your wrists. Focus on your stomach, your lungs, your heart, everything else that's in your torso area. Maybe you feel the muscles in the sides. And then finally, you're going to travel down through your legs, your knees, all the way down to your ankles and your toes. And whenever you're feeling anxious, you can focus on going through each of these areas of your anatomy, right? It helps to pull you back into the moment while also staying connected to your body. This helps you relax. It gets rid of that tension and that pain. It takes your mind off all the other stuff.
because that stress tightens you up and just makes you feel blah. Then you want to focus and make a daily intention. I like to do this when I first wake up in the morning. If not as I'm getting out of bed, but a few minutes after, like after I brush my teeth and all that, I'll go down and make a cup of coffee. And I'll think about my intention for the day. What do I want? Because this is a very powerful tool. You know, so every day you wake up, just take a few minutes to set one intention for that day. And then get your handy-dandy notebook and write it down, right? <clears throat> I want you to keep in mind that a daily intention is different than setting an actual goal. This intention is something you live by throughout your day rather than looking to achieve and check off on some kind of checkoff list, right? You don't, you don't need that. It should be more like a guidance. So maybe like something like to maintain a serene attitude no matter what happens. Maybe at work, you're one of those really silent people and don't stick up for yourself. So you want to write down to act with courage, to be productive. Maybe step out of the box, you know, step out of your comfort zone as many times as you can. One that I do a lot is just to focus on healthy eating, especially this time of year, because people are bringing things into work or, or you have a tendency to be baking a lot <clears throat> because of Christmas, New Year's, all that good stuff. You know, and you and you want to focus on the healthy eating. You don't want to like eat too much of those baked goods. And another one that I like for myself is to connect more with the people that are around me. I want to spread positive energy, so I might write that one down. And a lot of times, I like to write down. I'm just going to be mindful for the entire day. I'm going to be present and watch and listen and just be just be the calm voice. <clears throat> but you know you more than anybody else does, so the choice is yours. <clears throat> you can't be right or wrong in this. I mean, it's you. So whatever your intention is, you choose. What you choose puts you in a positive headspace. That's your focus here. Always keep it in the back of your mind throughout the day. If you got to set an alarm reminder on your watch or whatever, phone, you could do that. Or sometimes, like if I'm at work, I got all post-its everywhere, and I write it on a post-it note, and I put it on my desk, my computer, I do that at home, too. I could look around my desk here. I see post-it notes with things in notebooks everywhere. Because you are going to act with that in mind. You're creating the day you intend for yourself, no matter what circumstances come up. 
So having this daily intention will help you keep focused on who you want to be and what you want to achieve in your long-term goals. So this is not a goal, but it's going to help you achieve those goals. Then we have our breathing exercises, you know, because our breath has a powerful effect on our physical and emotional state. Have you, have you noticed how you breathe when you're feeling calm? And then how about when you're stressed and tense? If you haven't thought about it, you know, make sure you pay attention in the near future and notice how different your body feels. For example, in the morning, when you just wake up, take the time to observe how relaxed your breathing is, calm and slow, and there's no tension in your body. See, our physiology has a very strong influence on what happens in our inner state. When we change our posture, the way we breathe, our facial expression will influence how we feel inside. And when we feel inside like that, this changes our behavior. I'm trying to trying to think of a way. Okay, so maybe you say, ha, ah, how can it change my behavior? Okay, we'll try this. As you're sitting or laying down wherever you are, take a deep breath. Relaxing breaths and take a few deep breaths. You know, just in real deep and let it out. And as you do this, put a smile on your face. Keep that smile on there for about 15 seconds. Your inner state changed, did it? Right? Did it not? See, the common belief is that what happens in the outside world affects our behavior. But I'm going to tell you, the inside has a stronger impact. How you feel on the inside controls your behavior on the outside. And the truth is, In the short period between the moment when something happens externally and our reaction, our physiology changes. Ultimately, it has the biggest influence on how we feel and how we act. But let us go back to breathing. The way we breathe affects our entire body. So breathing exercises will help you remove all that tension that you're going to be feeling. And they are easy to practice. You don't have to go to the gym. There's no equipment, nothing. You know, so just practice your breathing exercises. You can look up things like belly breathing, 369 breathing. Then there's color breathing. There's all kinds of different ways people rely on for different breathing techniques. Like belly breathing, it's one of the easiest 
And I think it's one of the best exercises to start with a beginner. And we do this in the martial arts. You pick a place where you can sit down, lie down, and you place one hand on your stomach and the other one on your chest. You take a deep breath through the nose. And while doing that, your belly should push your hand out while the chest will stay where it is. Keep the air in for a few seconds. Then breathe out slowly through your mouth and feel the hand on your belly going down. Use it to push your air out gently. Just a, just a little, little nudge. And repeat this a couple times until you feel calm. And when you feel that tension is removed from your body. You know, I love that one because it really is an attention releaser. Okay, we could talk about the 369 breathing. Same thing, you pick a place where you can sit and lie down. You're nice and comfortable. Place one hand on your belly again and the other one on your chest. I mean, you don't have to put one on your chest, but I like I like to, one for... You can feel your heartbeat, and if you're anxious and while you're doing this, you can feel your heartbeat slow down. So one on the belly, one on your chest. Take a deep breath through your nose. And while you're doing that, your belly should push your hand out, and your chest will stay unmoved. Placing your hand on your stomach helps you to ground, and it reconnects you with your body. Breathe in for three seconds. Nice deep breath. Hold your breath for six seconds. It's not that long. Breathe out through your mouth for nine seconds, releasing all that anxiety that's built up inside you. And you can repeat this a few times, many times as you want. Like I said, there's so many different exercises you can find. If you go to YouTube or whatever... But these are a couple I'm just telling you about. So you could do the color one too. This one's kind of interesting. <clears throat> because you could choose your favorite colors or whatever. And different colors mean different things. So as, same as the other ones. You're going to choose a good place where you want to sit or lay down. And you could breathe in and out while visualizing any color of your choice. And just let it wash over you. I remember one time I was really stressed out and I was hot, you know, I was tired. And when I did this, you know, blue is a calming, cool color. So I chose blue and I just felt that wash over me. It just felt wonderful. But breathe in a color, whatever one you want. Let it just wash all over you. Just focus. You're just, you're just breathing calmly. Nice, slow, deep breaths. And you could picture it going through your bloodstream and coming out through the air that you breathe. As you breathe in, fill yourself with this color. 
if you're choosing a relaxing color like blue like I did or maybe purple that could help you calm down if you want to get energized like I do when I'm in the gym you might want to choose a color like orange or yellow it's warm it's like oh yeah it's like walking out into the sunshine it's easy to get lost in our minds And these, phys- these physical vessels we have on this earth are so important to stay connected to. I mean, it is our vessel for life. Our lungs are capable of controlling our entire body when we practice breathing. <clears throat> so the more you utilize this ability, the more control you have over this relaxation that you want. So remember to also not force the breathing too fast. You want it to be natural. That's the best way I would put it. Because if you're doing it too hard, you're straining yourself, you might end up feeling lightheaded or even more anxious afterwards. The idea is to calm down and not feel anxious. So number four would be go out in nature. I love this one. I mean, I grew up in the nature, but and I don't really live in the woods here in Virginia Beach, but I have a nice backyard with grass. Uh, we have a lake nearby. So this stress management practice, it just had such energizing power for me. And it's the simplest thing that I can do. I go out, I spend some time in nature. Nature can instantly take you to the present moment. It makes its beauty. It makes you pay full attention to it. You know, the the colors of the trees now because it's fall. You can sound the birds, the sounds of the birds, the, the sound of the wind the water, you know, you can grab leaves from the ground or feel the grass in your toes, you know. You breathe in the fresh air. You can look up in the blue sky and see the white fluffy clouds and the rays of the sun, you know, that falls down on your face. It's just so beautiful. I mean, it takes you into a place of awe. That's just one of my favorites. I like to sit outside and do the breathing exercises out there too. So you're getting a double whammy. Then you can make it a triple whammy and practice number five, your gratitude practice. You know, this has become very popular. You, you see a lot of it now, but it works. You know, and <clears throat> these principles go way, way back hundreds of years. A lot of religions and spiritual practices encourage people to practice gratitude in one way or another. You know, its principle is, to put it simply, but it's powerful, has a powerful effect on you and other people. And those who who regularly (laughs) practice it experience a better quality of life. They have more energy and they're feeling more compassionate and 
more excited about life because they have the gratitude for it. You know, some people think that gratitude should be expressed when something amazing happens in their lives. But while that is a wonderful gratitude, it's not only about that. It's it's about looking for reasons to be grateful, even in ordinary or maybe bad days, some awful days. You know, I started practicing gratitude a few years back, and the truth is, there are times when I struggle to feel grateful. I mean, I have days where like, I just sit there, and what do I have to be grateful for? You know, because I end up like saying the same things over and over. Or if I'm having a bad day, I'm like, really? What am I being grateful for today? <laughs> it's so easy to forget about the great things we have when we get trapped in this whirlwind of life, isn't it? Following uh, the research of a psychologist, Robert Emmons, and he's also the author of Thanks, How the New Science of Gratitude Can Make You Happier. He concluded that keeping a gratitude journal about things we appreciate improves our life satisfaction drastically. Maybe that's what I should do, write it down more. Because <laughs> I think about it, but I don't really write the gratitudes down too often. Sometimes. Too often, you know, we get focused on what we don't have as well as the things we are hoping to gain. Like, for example, you could have a great partner, spouse, and then you get unhappy that you don't have your own house, or if you have a great home and a great partner, you're not fully satisfied because you want a work promotion. Or maybe you have a great job at work but you don't like the nine to five and you want to work from home you know there's so many different things we want we want we want but when you look for a reason to be dissatisfied in life guess what happens you're gonna find a, a way to be dissatisfied but the point is to look for the positive things that already exist in your life. You will always want to get more. I just think that is the human behavior. It's our human nature to want to grow and to develop. But, yeah, you really shouldn't allow this desire to make you feel unhappy. So... Make a pact with me this year. <laughs> we'll start practicing gratitude every day. You could do it in the morning or at night if you prefer. Or you could do it at night and then read them in the morning. <clears throat> Sometimes I do it before I go to bed. I try to think about three good things from that day. You know, maybe I had a nice cup of coffee. That's an easy one, right? Or perhaps... I took some time to chat with a good friend or I spent time with my wife, my family. It could be anything. 
We have so many things to be grateful for. I mean, I have food every day. I have a house to live in. I do have money from a job. There's all kinds of things you can think of. We shouldn't appreciate only the positive aspects of our lives. But we could appreciate the negative ones too. You know, especially the ones, you know, we've had some negative, we thought were negative, and they taught us lessons, valuable lessons. It's not like we enjoyed the experience or that we would actively choose to live through them again. But didn't they hold some type of great value for you? See, we have to live through dark moments to fully appreciate the light of the good ones. Accepting life's negative parts is probably the kind of attitude that will create more internal peace and adaptability. So when a big wave of discomfort comes, we'll have the skills to ride it out next time, right? We live and we learn. Uh, If you ever tried surfing or wakeboarding, you get up, you fall, you get up and fall, but eventually you build the strength, the core, the balance to ride that wave in. That's what life is like sometimes. Since the benefits of gratitude practices are great, you would think it's enough reason for us to make it a habit. But reality is, like me when it comes to this, that the majority of people are going to start practicing it, stop a couple days later. You know, after the initial excitement is gone, people lose motivation and see it more as a chore. Or maybe, like I said earlier, you just start picking the same things over and over again. So I sat down, I'm kind of thinking, what are some helpful tactics that you can use to apply to keep this going long term? And one of them is to be specific with your thanks, right? Even though I'm grateful for the city I live in, might make you feel good for a day or two, and you're going to start feeling that to fade away. So be specific. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for the park next to my house because it makes me feel re-energized and happy. I'm grateful for the lake because I get to watch the ducks and see life every day. You know, try to get more specific. Make it a fun game by noticing new things every day. I sit here and I can look out my window and I can see the breeze and the trees. I can be thankful for the breeze and the trees because it throws pollen around to help other trees grow. Some people won't like that because they have allergies, so pick yours. (laughs) Usually pick either the morning or the night to do these practices. If you choose to do this in the morning, but then realize you'd rather sleep in for 10 more minutes, you should better choose another time of the day. 
you're doing while you're drinking a cup of coffee. You know, gratitude journaling shouldn't shouldn't be a chore. You know, you want this to be enjoyable and you can make this your feel good moment, you know. I take I take the bus when I do go into work. I do take the bus, so that's a good time for me to do it. Or I could do it at a lunch break because, you know, I always have my iPad with me and that's where I do all my journaling. You know, it doesn't have to be boring either. It's filling in a notebook or whatever you're using. A A more exciting, fun way to do it is just to create a gratitude jar maybe. When you feel grateful about something, write it down on a piece of paper and throw it in a jar. And then at the end of the week, you can go through it and, oh, this is cool. Look, I, I, I remember this. You know, this influenced me. I like that. That's good. You know, just think of different ways. I think I've seen that one before, and that's what made me think of it because I'm definitely not usually creative enough to find new ways to do things like that. I just write it down. And if you can write it, Instead of type it like I do, writing for some reason seems to have a better connection. So try to write it down. A lot of times I'll write down my thoughts throughout the day and then I journal it in my thing, you know, on my iPad. So I'm kind of getting to see it twice a day. You know, and just like I said earlier, just pay attention and express your gratitude to the smallest things. You you could thank universe, God, or whatever, however you see it, for everything. But be specific about them. Because your body, but for your body, because it is, you can be specific about it, because for your body, because it's doing so many amazing things for you, right? Your brain acts by itself. Your heart acts by itself, and it keeps you ha- keeps you moving. <laughs> it keeps you breathing. You know, it keeps you alive. You can be grateful for all those different things. You can be grateful for your family, your friends, your mind, your hands, uh, your feet. You know, because your feet carry you around. You know, just think about it. This. So many places you can go on this earth. You can see the sunrise and the moon, the stars, the trees. Be thankful for happiness. You could be thankful for pain because it makes you stronger. And yet, what this whole series has been about is fear. You could be thankful for your fears too. Because you get to know so many growth opportunities. You know, so I really hope that you enjoyed the series on fear of failure, fear of success. It could be a fear of anything. Just this whole this whole series on fears. I hope it helped you. I mean, it helps me just speaking it out loud. And one thing about coaching and teaching others is a lot of times you're reflecting on things in your own life 
And it gives me a reminder as well as you of, oh yeah, I did. I taught that or I learned that. I fell away from doing that. I'm going to start back up. It, it gives you this accountability. It makes me feel good that I could help you. And it makes me feel good because I'm reminding myself I could be better. Because we all strive to be better in life. And we all strive to help others. And we all strive to be happy and everything. So I really hope that this this helped you for whatever fear you're having or you encounter and it gives you heads up for next time you start feeling any kind of fear. At least with this, you could always go back and listen to different episodes that you felt helped you the most and you could revisit it. So until next time, it is a better life. Thank you.